Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 67 of Season 4 of Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com with Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Mark Hoffmeyer from Movies, Films, and Flicks. Welcome back to the show, Mark. I'm, I'm eating some great cake during this episode. I'm putting way too much coffee into the coffee maker. I'm just loading every, I'm, I've loaded myself up with caffeine and cake and i got a book with me as well that i'm gonna read real quick just letting you know i might be quiet during this episode but i only read two pages the first sometimes ledlam's books are are really quick to get through so you know i I think i think speed reading harry is is a little too far but you know still (laughs) we did uh jay and i did an episode episodes of bowfinger the the bowfinger minute and we there's a scene where robert down jr reads the first page of the script and reads the last page of the script yeah and it just always makes me laugh so it's a good pull right <laughs> here seeing that again anything that makes me think about bowfinger is cool in my book okay so, yeah that's right and this is actually a great place to to remind everybody that you can go listen to the movies by minute it was it's this group project that has been done you know by the movies by minutes com, uh, community and it is the movie that mark just mentioned bowfinger Right now, they are probably somewhere in, I think, the uh, the, the the 40s, somewhere in the 40 minutes uh, area of the, of, the, of the movie. So you can go there and find it on uh, bowfingerminute.com, uh, and you can listen to, to what other people like Mark and like myself, like Jay, and a whole bunch of other groups that, that took, took upon themselves a, a week, sometimes plus – uh <laughs> yeah, we did six six you did, did a six, week plus right. a day. i did, I yeah. did six also right i did a week plus plus a day from the from the first week you know that listen took... if they need help you help of course that's that's the whole idea that's what we do this for to help you know we, we do this for the community that's what it comes down to you know if you need the help fingers just... amazing i i wouldn't go so far to, to to agree with you on the fact that it's amazing but it's, amazing. It's, it's a fun movie it's a fun movie i think for you bowfinger is more of uh is because it's connected more to 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 your life you you live that type of life you've lived that type of life over over the years you know you've been on a lot of sets you've seen how things are being made uh you know i think you're dave aren't you yeah i am dave i would be that dave i liked when jay asked me that question i had a good time talking about that Uh, yeah i'm definitely dave okay and that's one of the rare movies about making a movie that doesn't annoy me because it's it's in no way real. Like the movie making is not real in that movie. And that's why you can just suspend your disbelief. It just makes me so happy. But Eddie Murphy in that movie is wonderful. He is Jeff Ramsey, Kit Ramsey. Oh, man. I, I just, it's one of my favorite performances. It really is. I love Eddie Murphy. So yeah, that was, I love me some Bowfinger, but I love when Harry met Sally too. And I love chocolate cake and I love <laughs> drinking way too much coffee. And I love Robert Ludlum books, so this is a great minute for me. Okay, great. So minute 67 begins with Sally and Marie discussing Emily and ends with Harry becoming concerned. So we ended things yesterday with with uh, Sally starting up a conversation with Marie in the kitchen, trying to uh, get information out of her about Emily, who this Emily is. You know, the Tracy Reiner, the daughter of Billy Crystal's best friend, Rob Reiner, who he's supposedly dating, which again is a little creepy thinking about all that. But, you know, thankfully, thankfully age wise, it's not 
you know, it's not as crazy as one would think that it could be. And, and there's no like major sex scenes or anything. Either. No, not like, at it's all. just not implied. All. So it's it's just sort of yeah, it's like, hey, we're dating. There's not this isn't wild things. Right. And ba- and based on the the conversation, I think it was last week, you know, we know that that she probably doesn't live in New York and probably is in New Jersey because, you know, Harry slept with everybody in New York. So you never know. He's a, he's a little, I mean, look at look at Harry in this clip. Look at these rolled up sleeves. Look at look at these suspenders. Like he's slick in this yes. movie. Mm-hmm. You saw how jacked up he was in Running Scared. Yes. Like he was he was huge. Like he's an athlete playing baseball in this movie. Like ladies, he's you know he's got bits. He makes money. He's a lawyer. Crushes it. And he he's a political consultant. <laughs> yeah. He does. That's he's right. doing some good pocket work in this minute as well. I'm impressed. <laughs> And so basically, um, Sally, you know, mentions at the end of, of yesterday's episode where she goes, don't you think she's a little too young? And then Marie responds, well, she's young, but look at what she's done. And Sally goes, what has she done? She makes desserts. <laughs> Hate her. Which is, which is great. There's the way that she's she's trying to downplay who this Emily is. You know, and then the, the, I mean, one of the things that, that we're going to talk about throughout this whole minute is they keep switching between these two conversations very quickly. We get a, we get like a line from each of, of the characters and then it jumps back, you know, things like that. So then it jumps to the den with, with Harry and Jess talking. And so we, we mentioned yesterday that they walked a little bit out of the main room and, and we're in a certain alcove that's very close by where they're now in the den, you know, and then Harry says to Jess, does Julian seem a little stuffy to you? So you'd think, I mean, he's not that far away. Julian hopefully is is busy, you know, with something else, and he doesn't hear them say this. You know, it's not like they're in a completely different room. In movie world, not in our world, in movie world, you can take somebody three steps out of the other person's vicinity and have a conversation with them, and that person doesn't hear. I think hearing and sound travels differently in cinema. Because I've seen so many conversations close to another person has no idea what they're saying. So it must be a, in this world, sound is muffled dramatically. That's okay, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. I never even thought about it that way. But Because that, that it's does, not our world. It's, that's uh, right. It it's another sense. timeline. It's Earth 734. So who knows how sound travels in this one? That's true. Movie logic is weird. It really is. There's a lot of running. There's a lot of timing. Like it's yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah, like in movies, way too it's, close to be talking smack. Right. It's it's the same idea that you know that in a, in a movie, if someone is is going to turn up or turn down the volume of of the TV or music or something like that, you know, it doesn't make a difference. You see them twist the dial, but it doesn't really. You know, we we still hear the sound the same way. Yeah, sound works weird in these yes. movies. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. And also, I gotta say, it would be annoying to hang out. Like, let's say. I was dating Sally and I was with Harry and her. That's a red flag because you see their chemistry right there and you're like, oh, no. And then you see him kind of not talking to you and, and you're just thinking, ugh, like these two are like best friends. He clearly doesn't like me because he likes her. And like, but she's always hanging out with him. It would be a pain if you dated one of these two because they're clearly into each other. Yeah, but but from what we gather from the conversation here, they they – they never do get together. When they get together, they get together with someone else. 
Yeah. Just, but you can tell, like they're looking at, I don't know. I would sense it. I'm a bouncer. I look at people. I watch people. I'm a researcher. Like I notice things. I would be like, Ugh. or I would just annoy Harry a lot and just kind of like be schmoopy with Sally just to get under his skin. <laughs> now, did, did you notice that there's a poster in the back that has this yeah. really, really crazy thing on it? Did yeah. You see what it says? Yeah, the like the the magic the magician like the mighty the, magi- the mighty midget magician Eldon. Yeah, that's a very okay. yeah. So I I spent way too much time trying to find out what that is. Okay, and the 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 only thing I found was is that it is completely made up, and Billy Crystal still owns that poster, and he has it on the, on his wall. Okay, he mentioned it in the commentary that 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 he that he took that poster. Maybe he created it. That I don't know. Apparently, someone at some point they'd heard of a, a midget magician and decided to make up something. You know, make make this up because of it. Hmm. There, there, there was a famous midget magician uh, back in. Actually, if I think about it, it was it, it was actually in the '90s, according to what I wrote here. So hmm. I guess that that maybe they knew the future. <laughs> I mean. Magicians? Well, no, those are more um, fortune tellers. So they had that made for a sight gag in the background. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it does take your eye off the scene a little bit. Yes. Well, when you're doing a movie, when you're doing a minute by minute, yes. Yeah, you stare. I'm sure if you watch it for the first time. I I don't think I've ever seen it before. Have you ever noticed that before? I guess that's good production design because if you if you just noticed it now and you never noticed it before, then I guess it's art tastefully placed there. Yes. I always have an issue with production design that unintentionally draws your eye away from the scene. Like some, some, you know, some, some production design is meant to take your eye. Like they, they want you to see it. Mm -hmm. I hate production design that doesn't think about it. And then you see something that they didn't plan on that takes you out of the scene. Right. If that makes sense. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree with you on that. That's the whole the whole idea of you know production design is one of those things where you know it's the you do your best work when people don't notice that anything is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it all is supposed to fit in. That's what it comes down to. I had to build a bunch. Of, I had to dress a lot of sets, and it's not fun. It's not fun work. You have to do a lot of steaming and ironing and none of it can be permanent. So you can't like, cause you're in a lot of homes and so you can't just permanently hang up anything. So you got to put C stands with drawers and like, you just got to really, you got to rig things. So everything could fall at a moment's notice, but you have to make it look. Hopefully not while filming. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's, it's crazy what you do. I like, I had to build laundry shelves with C stands and then I had to go return the washer and dryer immediately back to Lowe's where like the, the place where I got it. It's it's tough. Production design's tough. But they do a good. This is way too lived in, though. This apartment's way too lived in. I'm just gonna say it. But I'm, maybe I'm not them. Maybe these two are like into it. But this feels like someone's lived there for about forty forty three years. Maybe that's just me. Um. Okay. I I like look at I, all the bookwork I, in here. There's yeah. so many books. But the, laying but, all over the place. But Jess brought all those all those books from his old apartment. He's he's a writer. He knows dialogue. You know, everything so. is too organized in this home. I don't trust it. But also in <laughs> rom-com world, if you think about uh, who's the woman who directed what women want, she directed. wasn't it Nancy, Nancy, Meyer. Something? yeah, Nancy, Meyer. Nancy Myers. 
Right. I think she gets a little too much flack. And it was interesting. Somebody talked to her and they're kind of like, why, why is all your characters rich in your movies? And she's like, Batman is rich. Captain America is rich. Thor's a god. Like, no one asks why all these characters are rich. So, but you asked me about my rom-com characters, why they're rich. But her movies are really notable for just immaculate clothing and very clean production design. So I feel like romantic comedies in general have a very clean, new, upper-class vibe. Okay, so I think that makes sense. I guess I think that's that why, it's meant that way. Yeah, so I think that's probably why this place is as dead. Because you don't want a rom-com with a messy apartment. Like this one, so I guess that's why they're doing it. But right, which which is why when they got into Harry's apartment, it was empty. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it being messy because there's nothing to see. That's good production. That's cheap production design right there. That's if you're making right. a movie and you don't have a budget, just have somebody moving into a house and just have boxes. <laughs> that saves a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. Let everyone know that. <laughs> so. After Harry mentions to Jess, does Julian seem a little stuffy to you? Jess goes, he's a good guy. You should talk to him. Get to know him. And I love Harry's response. He's too tall to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good line. And then the the shot switches back to the kitchen, where we once again see Sally and Marie. And Sally is in the process of taking this big chocolate cake out of a box. And you see that... There's a the name of on like a bag of things there says Zabars. Mm-hmm. Are, are you familiar? Have you ever heard that before? Of I don't think I've ever had that coffee. I'm not is even talking the, about the coffee. Wait, wait Zabars, where is that? No, Zabars is the name of the of of the uh, uh, yeah the coffee that the you're coffee pouring. coffee right that's yeah. the coffee right. You had me confused there. I'm like wait that no that's sorry that's sorry coffee. sorry. No, yeah. I've never heard of them. But I mean, there's so many. Co- I mean, there is a New York coffee brewer called Zabar, so that must be like a very New New York thing. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, Zabar Zabar is is an appeti- appetizing store that's uh, located on on uh, on Broadway in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and it was uh, it's a place that's known for bagels, smoked fish, olives, and cheeses, and stuff like that. You know, it was it was watering right now. <laughs> I'm looking at their food. Yeah, so it it, uh, it it opened up in the uh, in in the, the 1920s, and it, his the guy's father. Uh, it was opened up by a man named Louis Zabar. His father had owned a whole bunch of different stores around the uh, around the area, and then he decided that he was going to open up this this store. He partnered with uh, someone named Murray Klein, and they they opened the store together, and they had the store. They ran a store from 1960 to 1994. Wow. And, and there's Russian coffee cake you can buy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the, they actually had a lobster salad controversy in this uh, store because uh, <laughs> they were selling lobster salad that had no lobster in it for uh, $16.95 a pound. Dirt bags. Apparently they, they, they were using crawfish instead. I have a shellfish allergy, so I wouldn't have gotten messed with that. So that's no, good. I, I keep kosher, so I wouldn't have gotten messed with that either. So that, that's in Florida, they were selling for a while, instead of grouper, I believe they were selling tilapia. Oh, so wow. they were selling fake grouper sandwiches. And it was big news. A lot of places got busted for selling fake grouper for more money. <laughs> you can tell grouper, though. If you actually pay attention, it's very meaty. So it's 
I wonder, I guess people just were like, I'm going to get a grouper. They didn't really think about the taste because they are different. But a bunch of places got busted. So it's, it must be a thing around the world. It has to be a thing, like, uh, all over the place. Of like, course it is. Everyone is trying to make as much money as possible. So, therefore, you want to, you know, keep keep your expenses to the to the minimum. So if you can fake it out, why not? And you, you know that Fireball whiskey just got sued because people realize that in their very small bottles, there's actually no whiskey in it. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, people just want. That's so devious. It's yeah. Just, just sell a tilapia sandwich. It's still good. Get over yourself. <laughs> I do like grouper though. <laughs> I don't eat it that much. I do salmon. It's better for cholesterol. I grill it. I think it's tastier, but that's just my opinion. You're a salmon. You're a salmon person. Yeah. And when it comes to when it comes to fish, I, I eat either tuna or salmon. Those are those are the two kinds that I prefer. I had tuna for lunch. There you go. I tuned for lunch yesterday. <laughs> nice. I I need to grill salmon. I miss doing that. Get a good salad going. Whew. I just got I just have a, I have a charcoal grill, a gas grill. I need some go. coffee. This this is making me hungry. <laughs> I think well, I you have to hold that. You have to hold that to the end of the week. Thrall. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. Let's yeah. go. Let's keep going. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So then we, we jump back to the, so we're in the kitchen and then Marie says she makes 3,500 chocolate mousse pies a week. And then Sally just looks at her and goes, Emily is aunt Emily, you know, completely shocked. Now they don't even have to try and explain to us who, you know, what is aunt Emily? You know, it just, it just makes a lot of sense. So apparently this is some sort of, you know, bakery, someplace that's it. But the odds are, I'm assuming that Emily is not making these 3,500 chocolate mousse pies herself. Oh, yeah. She has an empire. She has a factory. Like that's she what I would probably think. had a boutique and now she's banking. Which is probably why Harry is dating her. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Chocolate mousse pie. That's right. And money. That's true. All right. What's and- the overhead on that? 3,500 a week, right? So thirty-five. How much do you think that pie is selling in '89? We got to think about inflation. I would say a, a chocolate mousse pie. Like, wait, you're talking about what Sally is taking out there? Yeah, that's probably at least ten bucks, if not fifteen. Yeah, let's do fifteen, right? Because that's a full cake. Yeah. So fifteen. So then that. How much do you think the ingredients cost for all of it? Nah, I'm, I'm assuming she can get probably get it down to to just a few dollars. A few dollars. Yeah, I would so say about five, say, five dollars, let's say. Okay, so five times, all right, so minus. So that's about that. So she's she's claiming about thirty-seven thousand five hundred a week. Wow. After the ingredients, but then you probably got to pay people and you got to deliver people, so you probably that's have right. distribution. Wow. So then you take right. that out. That's well, not bad plus, money. Plus, she's got to buy all these boxes, and she's got to buy, you know. Yeah. Let's drop and she's got to pay her rent. This is this is New York, you know. She has to pay rent for for her bakery. Okay, so then, well, you know, she's just doing pies. Maybe she's doing other stuff too. Right. Oh. So yeah, I mean, she's she's doing well. Even yeah. if you take out rent, overhead. If she's living in Jersey. It's a little cheaper, right? Uh, if she is, that's right. All right. So yeah, not bad. You got to pay some employees. Yeah, if she clears. Good job. <laughs> yeah. An empire. Exactly. And then the thing, then the, the scene switches back once again to, to Harry and Jess. And Jess says, he took us all to a Mets game last week. It was great. 
And then Harry looks at him and goes, you all went to a Mets game together? Met? Yeah. Why does it say Met? It's the Mets. Uh, no, you you just say a Met game. You you would say that a Met game. You go to the Met. You go, I went to a Met game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a Yankee. Like I went to a Yankee. I went to game. a Yankee game. I went to a Yankee game. You wouldn't say I went to a Yankees game. I went to a Dodger game. It's the Dodgers. Yeah, but you could still say it. you you wouldn't say I went. To, no, we see for you living in Atlanta, you wouldn't say I went to a Brave game. That you yeah, I go to the Braves. I go to the Hawks. I didn't. I didn't go to a, like I go to a Falcons game. Right. Are you gonna go to the Falcon game? Maybe maybe this is a, a New York colloquialism. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. 49ers. You can go to the 49er game? I guess you say 49er. That's true. Hmm. You know, I'm someone, going to a Spur game. Someone you're you're a sports fan, so maybe maybe you'll be able to 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 do this. Someone to, uh, gave me a a trivia riddle, I guess you can say, uh last week about sports teams. You know, which sports teams are are you know and you in the four major sports so you have baseball basketball football and hockey which teams are their names are singular and not uh and not and not uh plural oh geez louise yankees rays red sox let's see tigers 49ers seahawks bulls bears Buccaneers, Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Astros, Denver Broncos, 49ers, Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders, New York Jets, New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Carolina Panthers. All right, I'm going to give you a hint. Two of the teams that I know the answer that, that, that fit into this are in a state where you grew up. Milwaukee Bucks. No, you don't. Uh, oh, no, no, oh, Florida. Oh, Lightning. Oh, no, that could be plural. No, so which. Uh, then we have. I grew up in Florida. Okay. So you have the Miami Dolphins, Tampa Bay Rays, Marlins, Lightning, Ma- oh, Orlando Magic. That's right. Orlando Magic is That's one of them. Orlando Magic. Heat. Oh, Miami Heat. That's right. Well, Miami Heat. Miami Heat also. So it's two of those? Yeah. What else is there? I, lost. I had a good I had a good run there. Let's see. Yeah, San Francisco yeah. Giants. No, but the bottom line is that most of them are uh plural. Yeah. So the ones that Phillies. you have you have the Utah Jazz. Cleveland Browns. Okay. Oh yeah, Utah Jazz. Utah mostly, Jazz. Sounds like mostly basketball then. Miami Jazz, Heat. Jazz, Heat, Magic. Okay. Orlando Magic. You have Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh yeah, Thunder. All right. Um, they have on this list the, the Boston and, and the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago White Sox. I, I don't know if Sox is a... meant to be because it's with an X. It's not really plural. Yeah, if it was Red Sox. That's right. Um, then you Red have Sox. From, that's a from, duo. That's a pair. I, I agree. I agree. I, I wouldn't Wait, include let me look at the Red here. Sox. I feel like there's two socks on it. Yeah, that's there's right. two socks. Yeah, there are. Um, then for hockey, you have the Colorado Avalanche, oh. and you have Tampa Bay Lightning, as you mentioned, and then you have the Minnesota Wild. Hmm. Those are, those are the ones I'm I found. now, and now there's Seattle Kraken. That's right. Seattle Kraken is the final one that I saw here, which I'd never even heard of. 
Yeah, they're <laughs> new. Maybe they're new. I haven't watched hockey in a while. When I lived in Florida, when I when I had a video game called NHLPA '94, I played. I watched hockey. So that was '94. That was forever ago. Right. So basically, they do mention that that they went to the Met game. I guess that's what it is. I, I think it is just a colloquialism the way that he says it. But I love the the reaction on Harry's face. You know, like like why didn't you take me to this game? That's what it comes down to. And it was a last minute thing. And then Jess goes, yeah, it was a last minute thing. So even if it was a last minute thing, you know, you could still say, Harry, you do anything tonight? We got tickets to a last minute thing game, you know, a Met game, that type of thing. Yeah, shoot so him he, a call. I mean, you can't text him. So that's I guess right. just give him a call. That's right. Maybe he wasn't home. He was. Yeah, leave a message. He, he was out with Emily. Are there beepers yet? No. Yeah, they had beepers. Because there had to have been beepers. Because there were cell phones in the 80s. They were huge. They had car phones. Yeah, car phones. But I don't think he had a car in New York, did he? No. 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 Um, My brother had a pager. And then Harry's response is, but Sally hates baseball. Meaning, which, which actually, we'll, we'll, we'll wait a second and we'll get to this whole point. And then it jumps back into the kitchen, and Sally goes, Harry doesn't even like sweets. Mm-hmm. So now taking these two comments together, you know, by by Harry saying Sally doesn't like baseball, Sally hates baseball, and that Harry doesn't even like sweets. So is that, in their minds, criteria for dating somebody? Can you only date someone who is doing something that you enjoy also? No, I think it's more of, it's like you have a, you're, you have a, you're dating someone and she, they're always like, no, nah, I don't like baseball. I don't like baseball. And then they go to a baseball game with some other people and you're like, yeah, but you hate baseball. I, I think that's the more of the thing. Like you're always talking crap about it, but you just went. I think it's just them being brats and being jealous. It could be, but it, it also goes along with the idea that, okay, you know, if you're dating somebody, you want to. You, you want to spend time with them, and it doesn't necessarily matter what they're doing. I mean, you and I are movie fans, okay? So, you know, every single person that, that that we've met in our lives, you know, if we were to say to them, would you go to a movie with us, and they don't like movies, you know, either male or female, it doesn't even make a difference, okay? Mm-hmm. Someone might say, okay, well, I want to go spend time with them, so I will go see a movie, even though I'm not a big movie fan like Mark and Robert. You know, that that's the way I'm looking at this. I just think they're being brats. I just think they're being jealous. They're being jealous. That's they're both being jealous here. Yeah, that's what I, that's that's the kind of vibe I get from it. I know what you're saying, but for wh- the way I read it, is they're just. But he doesn't like that. Why would he go? Like, but he doesn't even like sweets. It's they're just being brats. Right. It's bratty jealous stuff from 32 year olds who are eight years away from being 40. Right. Well, only or one, one of, them. of them. Only one of them. Yeah. Only one. Of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you've never like. I mean, yeah, like why would they do that? They don't like doing that. But then they did it because they're with this person. They went and did it, and you're like kind of mad about it. So, right. yeah, that's the way I read it. Okay, no, that, that's fair. I I read it that way too. But I was I was trying to go deeper into that to try and figure out, you know, like okay, so who cares? You know, they you want to spend time with somebody. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, that's true. You know, you can go to the baseball you game. Like somebody, and you're gonna she, hang out with them. That's right. And and again, she's going. Marie is there also, so that means. You know, we don't know if Marie's a baseball fan or not, but, you know, Sally and Marie could just be chatting away the whole time talking about something else. Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Chrissy might not even like game nights, but she just goes with Harry to play. Emily. Because she likes Harry. Emily. Emily. Oh, my Emily. Why am I getting Chrissy? I was, I don't know. I think we were talking about Three's Company, and I was like trying to, I was waiting for you to say, well, oh, Chrissy doesn't really like Jack. Yeah, Emily. But, who's you know. Chrissy? I just made that name up. Yeah, but no, Emily's going because, you know, maybe she has probably has to, she bakes. If she's at her factory, she has to get up early and she's going to a game night. So maybe she doesn't like it either. Maybe she's it's the weekend. For, for the, maybe it's a Friday night. Maybe it's a Saturday night. No, that's true. Where she's left to work don't the next sleep. Day. Pies don't sleep. It's not donuts. It's not like I gotta get. I gotta go. Go. What is it? I gotta go make the donuts. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the, the the pie world is a competitive world. At any moment, Uncle Ben's could come in and start making better pies. Could be. It's a it's a very good point. <laughs> Stupid. And, and All then, right, what's the rest of the script? And then and then Marie says, you know. Julian is great. I know. He's a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that line. But but it's very funny because, you know, she is best friends with Harry and she doesn't it doesn't bother her that he's not a grown-up. You know, yeah. so and she she basically likes spending time with someone who's not a grown-up. So, you know, she's she's now saying it's a little different than what she knows, but you know, we know deep down she still wants someone who's not going to be a grown-up. That's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. And then this, this, the scene switches back to the den and just goes, Emily is terrific. Yeah. Of course, when I asked her where she was when Kennedy was shot, she said, Ted Kennedy was shot. <laughs> no. So, again, this goes back to what we we're saying about the age thing here. You know, because Harry, uh, or at least let, let's talk about Billy Crystal. Billy, Billy Crystal was... Uh, how old was Billy? Billy Crystal was 15 when, when JFK was shot. Mm. Okay. Tracy Reiner, on the other hand, wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah. So she would be more worried about Ted. Mm. That's true. So. I mean, it's a good gag. It's, no, it's, it's a kind great of petty, gag. Though. It's kind of, it, he's clearly not too into it, though, when he says that. So it's like, hey, when Kennedy was shot, she said, Ted Kennedy was shot. So I guess he's just joking around about that. But she seems chill. But I don't know if he likes chill. She's very chill. We, we don't really like. get to know her that much. She, The only line she has in this entire movie is, is where's the bathroom? Yeah, you know? but it's, she has it very chill. Yes. I, I, feel like, I feel like Sally's more of a presence. I feel like he likes a presence. That's no slight on Emily. She's just tired. She's been making pies all day. Right. It's a okay. tiring job. Have you ever made 3,500 pies in a week? I know. Movie Rob? Nope. Never. Never. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever made anything, 3,500 3, of anything in a week. What about rice? Have you boiled that much rice in a, month, in a week? I've never counted the, the, the grains of rice that I've boiled. I don't know if 3,500. 3,500 is probably a lot. Yeah. There's a Mitch Hedberg joke. He's like, I like rice. He's like, he's like you can eat like 4,000 of them. I forget what the joke was, but it was hilarious. I had a shirt. Mitch Hedberg's my hero. When I butcher his joke. All right, on to Robert Ludlum. What's the next <laughs> line? Oh wait, wait. You, you, you be Sally. I'll be Harry. Okay. What do you think? Hello. No. Are you Are you alone? <laughs> yeah, I was just finishing a book. Could I, Could you come over? What's the matter? <laughs> exactly. That That's what we get here for this minute. So it's just really funny. First of all, you know, and and if he's not alone. 
you know, <laughs> actually, Emily's still here. You know, like. <laughs> but when is this? This isn't that night. <clears throat> no, this is this is early. This is way in the future. This is in the future. Yeah, the, it, there are some interesting time jumps in this movie, but yes. you just sort of accept it. Mm hmm. But I love his book reading. It's it's like it's first page, last page. It's such a setup for a gag, but I like it. Yeah, I, I love the way that they have him sitting there, you know, and we, we get the few seconds of silence where he's he's just starting to read the book. You can see that he's reading a Robert Ludlum book, The Icarus Agenda. And I, I, I didn't have – I wasn't able to do this. I was trying to find a copy of the book so I can actually read the last page to see if the last page would give me any insight into what the book is about. You know, after reading the first page, but I, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to get a copy of it. I mean, uh, I can borrow it from a – I should have done that. I could have borrowed it from my library, the Icarus yeah. Agenda. <laughs> yeah, sure but you can but read it. This is already the second time in the movie that we've seen him flip to the back of the page after mentioning it during the first week or the second week that that's what he does. You know, he reads the last page of a book before in case he dies, you know. So I don't know. So it's, oh, I couldn't do it. No, nah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, you see, I, I mentioned this at the time, and I'll, I'll mention it again. To me, it just doesn't make any sense because the chances are reading the last page of a book before you know anything about the characters or the story isn't going to help you at all. No. Not at all. So, but so it's a quirk. It's a romantic <clears throat> comedy quirk. Yes, definitely. So the, the quote that you were talking about before from Mitch Hedberg is rice is great if you're really hungry and want to eat 2,000 of something. <laughs> That's what it is. That was the quote. <laughs> oh, I love Mitch Hedberg. He's my hero. I feel so – it's such a tragic death. I, I don't even know who he is. I'm not going to have to go look at, look him up. Look him up. To see oh, he, he just go on YouTube and watch his appearances on Late Night. He's absolutely hilarious. But he really struggled with like heroin addiction and, and nerves, and he was very – he was really bad in front of crowds, had a lot of stress, but his comedy is just absolute solid gold. It's it's I, it's the stuff I quote the most. I saw a human pyramid once. It was very unnecessary. Sounds like Stephen Stephen Wright stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, he's like uh he's like escalators can never break down. They only become stairs. Like it's just <laughs> that, that, okay. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just oh man. It's like uh He's like, I tried to make seven seven up once. I, I mix lemon and lime, but there's more to it than that. Like it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Oh wow, that is great. <laughs> and so you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the to the script? It's a good minute. I'm hungry. Okay. Very hungry. <laughs> All right. So, so what's in the script? So basically the Things are a little different because it, it has, you know, it, we ended yesterday's minute in the script with Sally saying Emily's a little young for Harry, don't you think? But Marie doesn't reply in the in the script. And then it skips to the den and then it says and shows Harry saying that uh, doesn't Julian seem a little stuffy to you? And then it goes back to, to Marie responding. And then she goes, what has she done? She makes desserts. And then it jumps back to, to the, like it jumps jumps back at different intervals during their conversation, you know. Even though the the, the dialogue is pretty much the same, but it's just interesting that how they cut it, you know, they mm -hmm. cut it differently. Um, yeah, and and uh, in the script it actually says Mets. It doesn't say a Met game. 
Ah, there you go. Vindicated. <laughs> well, vindicated Who from knows? the script. Maybe they got that wrong. And they got it wrong. Like, and they would never say that in New York. <laughs> That's right. That's not how you say it in New York. Exactly. Like you're going to the Met. Isn't that a, you're going to the Met. Yes. It's a, it's a thing. It's an event. It's a place. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So um, then when Sally says about Julian, Marie goes, Julian's great. And Sally goes, I know he's a grown up. And then she says, I've never been out with a grown up. So it's funny, but you know, it doesn't, it, it's not necessary. Mm-mm. And just saying he's a grown up means you haven't dated many grown ups. Exactly. Meaning, you know, she's just, you know, she, she, she likes the, she, she's looking for people with Peter Pan syndrome. That's definitely Harry. Oh, for sure. No question about that. And, and that's all we have for the script. So every Tuesday we have a segment called off the beaten track dating courting edition where my guest will give some sort of uh, story anecdote about something has happened to them over the course of their life that's somehow related to dating or courting so mark you have a little story for us the first date with my wife megan we watched drag me to hell and she loved it i actually that's saw that on a date also wow that one didn't work yeah, out and, but yeah and i told her i was like listen i just love movies like that's my thing and she's like yeah cool i like movies too and then we watched it together, and she's like, "This that was amazing because it's fun. It's a fun movie. And that was it. I was like, all right, I like her. And now we're married. Have a kid. <laughs> Not the most exciting story. Okay. But I, I, it's, I, I, it, it was cool. I remember I went on, like I, knew she, I went on a so date sorry. with someone, and we saw it. And it was, it was the first or second date, something like that. And I'm not a horror fan, and she was a major horror fan. And she's like, you got to go see this. And I was like, all right, fine. You know, I like movies. I'll go see it. And and then at the end she's she's like tell me why horror movies are so amazing because anything can happen, and this was a perfect example. Like you don't expect what happens in that movie unless oh sorry for someone who isn't a fan of horror movies, you wouldn't expect what happens in that movie to happen. Wait, but it's called Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, but the idea was is that you're trying to stop someone from dragging you to hell. You're not that you're not going to actually get there and drag like she wasn't going to actually be dragged. It was a Sam Raimi movie, so I know she was. I knew she was gonna. Something bad was gonna happen. Right. It's just fun. Yeah, right? no, just, it was a like, fun movie. No question. The car it. park fight is hilarious. Yes. And uh, yeah, Megan loved it, and I was like, "All right, we're cool. Well, now we're married." There you go. So yeah, met in grad school. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that worked out for you guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Mark, you wanna once again tell people how they can get in touch with you. Uh, movies on the flicks con air the podcast deep blue sea the podcast check out the socials all right too there are all the socials for all of them there's tons <laughs> of them and finding me is very simple just do a quick search for movie on minute you can find me on my website moveronminute.com you can find me on facebook and you can find me on twitter so mark you feel like coming back again tomorrow and uh well maybe we'll find out what the matter is yeah let's get it rolling all right so let's do it until tomorrow i'll have what she's having I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.